0: من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد بالله من باقي الرقيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا ايها الذين امنوا ادخلوا في السلم فصدق الله صدق الله مولانا العظيم وصدق رسول النبي الحبيب الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ In the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commences surah wal-layl by taking four qasam. Allah says, wal-layli iza yaghsha I take a qasam on the night when it spreads its darkness throughout the world. wal-nahari iza tajalla and I take a qasam on the light of the day when its brightness shines over the entire world. ma khalaq wal-untha and I take a qasam on the creation of man and woman inna sa'yakum la indeed man's endeavor is in opposite direction. Man's endeavor is such that different people in the world aim towards different goals and objectives. Their endeavors are all different from each other. After taking four qasams, this is the statement that Allah wa Taala makes. The ulama explain that Allah Rabbul Izzah does not need to take a qasam on anything. The purpose of taking a qasam is to emphasize a point and to create within the mind of the listener some type of conviction. When you want to convince someone regarding some information, you take a qasam. Allah Rabbul that being the lord of the world, creator of humanity, creator of all creations, Allah does not need to take any qasam to convince anybody. But the ulama say that the purpose for Allah Rabul Izzat taking a qasam is different for the purpose that man takes. When a person takes a qasam, he wants to convince someone to create within their heart the conviction of what he wants to tell them. But when he comes to Allah Rabul Izzat, and that's not the purpose. They say there's a link between the Qasam and the link between the statement that Allah rabbul Izzat makes after the Qasam. And man should apply his heart, his mind in understanding. What is the connection between the both. So Allah rabbul Izzat says, layli I take a Qasam on night when it spreads its darkness. When it becomes dark, then the darkness of the night can never be removed in any way. The night will remain the night. Despite whatever you try to do, how much of lighting you try to bring in it, it won't make it day. So Allah Pak says that's the, look at look at the creation of the night. How beautiful Allah created it. Despite whatever speed a person is traveling, whether with the car, with the plane, when Allah Taala decrees the night fall, and that jet, that rocket, that whatever it is, that the darkness of the night will overcome, that will overtake it. You see the darkness just spreading and it overtaking everything. Then Allah park takes a qasam on the day, the brightness, the light of the day. When the light of the day comes, then we understand that night disappears. You can do whatever you want to try and bring darkness. It will never be darkness. With Allah, Pak showed the light. So the light of the noor of iman and the darkness of kufr. You should understand both are to- totally pulls apart. You can never merge one with the other. Allah Pak takes a second qasam. Allah Pak says wa ma and the creation of man and woman. Man will always be man, woman will always be woman. Allah takes a qasam on both creations. You can never make a woman a man and a man a woman. You can camouflage. The reality will never change. How beautiful Allah Pak is taking. So just as you have realized that all four are totally different in their creation, in their nature, the composition of a man and the composition of a woman totally differs. Allah Pak says, now realize the reality of the world. In that man's endeavors, aims and goals in life differ from each other. You look at a Hindu, you look at a Sikh, you look at a Jew, you look at a Christian, you look at... Look at all these people, some worshipping the sun, some worshipping the stars, some worshipping an idol, some worshipping... And then you find the believer that he is the light of this world. The, of the, the purpose for so Allah rabbul is that creating this universe, creating this world was to send Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the greatest light to this world. That in front of all the Anbiya who are stars of guidance, Muhammad Mustafa wa sallam, was the son of guidance. So Allah rabbul is how beautifully explaining. Now early in the morning when a person is setting out of his home and you look at the morning traffic it will give you a graphic description what Allah is saying in that each and every person's endeavor, each and every person's aim, goal, objective is different. Some person is going to the masjid, some person is going to the madrasah, some person is going to the workplace, some person is going to kumad the... haram. Right, man is different. Allahu Akbar. And then Allah Pak shows the two roads. <laughs> Lil Usra. And those who are treading on the path of guidance, we find they're distinct from those who are treading on the path of misguidance. And Allah Pak would make the road of guidance easy for them to reach their destination. And those treading on the path of misguidance Accordingly, we find that that path will be made easy, and they'll be going towards Jahannam. So respected friends, Allah Rabbul izzat created this entire universe, Allah created the galaxies, Allah created the solar system, Allah created the, the world. And Allah Pak made insan the best of Allah's creations, and sent him to the world. But what was the objective? What was the purpose for man's creation? The purpose for man's creation was how he can recognize Allah how we can fulfill the commands of Allah, how we can remain obedient, loyal and faithful to Allah, thereby becoming worthy of whatever Allah promised him from the treasures of the hereafter. Allah Pak made this world a world of imtihan. This world is a world of trials and tribulation tests. Everything in this world is a trial for man. And Allah Pak made the akhirat a world of repayment for the actions one will do in this world. Allah will repay you. The person who does good, he'll be repaid with good. The person who does evil, he'll be repaid accordingly. So when you look at the akhirah, Allah created Jahannam, it's an abode of problems, miseries, torment, punishment, Creech, greed, sadness, misery, it goes on. And we look at Jannat, it's a place of happiness, enjoyment, excitement, pleasure, every goodness that a person can desire. Allah put it there. And then Allah Paak made this dunya, a combination of both. At the times there will be happiness, times there will be sadness, times there will be a birth of some person, a child, and it will make you happy and the death of some person will break great sadness. There's fluctuating conditions, there's differing situations. These are all challenges in the face of one's progress or retrogress. Allah pak made, Nabi Ali Salatul Salam explained very beautifully. Allah pak Nabi Ali Salam explained so beautifully. Ya ayyuhal nas, O people, remember, al dunya aradun hadir. يَأْكُلُ مِنْهَا الْبَرُّ والفادر. Allah created this world as a very lush and a green appealing wealth before your eyes. Aradun Hadir. It's lush, it's green, it's very very enjoyable in its nature. It presents a, 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 a lot of appealing things before you. إِنَّ الدُّنْيَا عَرَضٌ حَادِر يَأْكُلُ مِنْهَا الْبَرُّ والفادر. Who will eat? The pious will eat of this dunya, the impious will also eat of this dunya. So when you look at people and you look at their condition, you cannot determine success or failure by man's outer condition. Find the man is driving in the best of cars but it's a car failed, then the man is driving the best of cars and he's a believer. The person is staying in the most pitiable of condition, pitiful condition, uh, he doesn't have anything, and he's a disbeliever. And then you find a believer also, he doesn't have anything, he's down and out. So as far as the it was concerned, Allah gave the the believers also, Allah gave the disbelievers. Poverty, we find it came in the lot of some believer, it came in the lot of some disbeliever. Sickness and good health, we find this uh, believers have the disbelievers. So this cannot be the gauge, this cannot be the determining factor, the criteria to work out, who's accepted, who's rejected, Who's success, who, who's a failure? Ifa'an waqirawm. out, naz ya ayyuhal Inna dunya hadir, ya'kulu minha al-baru wal-fadir. The Nabi alayhi salatu salam mentioned, wa inna al-akhirah wa'adun The true place where you will come to know who was treading on the path of success and righteousness and acceptance, and who was treading on the path of failure and rejection, and he was thrown out of the mercy of Allah. He says, ahirah. Allah, promises promise now you'll go there, you'll see. يَحْكُمُ فِيهَا الْمَلِكُ الْعَادِلْ قد... When you come to the year after, it will be the king of all kings, you will be the decider. To decide, to judge. On the judgment seat. It won't be any other influence of the world. You know, we can go to this court and we can get something passed, we can go to this person. يَحْكُمُ فِيهَا الْمَلِكُ الْعَادِلْ القادل that Zat and being who is in all control and is very just in his decisions. Allah, Allah Rabbul Izzat, يُحِقُّ wa al batil. Haq and batil will be totally separated. Right and wrong. Allahu Akbar. Allah pak will reward the good doers. Allah pak will punish the evil doers. This world is not that. It's not the place. You look at, there's a certain country and they're going through hardship and difficulty. There's a war zone. Like Palestine, Gaza. And then the world perhaps turn their backs on them. But Allah Rabbul Izzat is there. Allah is there. Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala send the Anbiya to connect man with Allah to teach man that Allah is in control of all affairs, nobody else, nobody else. Like how we understand that life and death is in the sole control of one Allah, then the in-between halat and conditions of man is also only in the condition in the hands of Allah. Completely. If a person is diagnosed, for degree cancer, he's on his way out. The best physicians, the best doctors, the best hakeem, the best amils. Everybody is present to come and restore his health. And Allah does not decree it. Money, money cannot buy that health. When the man is about to pass away, nobody can re- reverse the situation. It's only Allah. So how you understood this, understand it well. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides respect for any person, or any people or nation, nobody can give this disrespect. And humiliation. And if Allah decides humiliation for any person, any people or any nation, nobody can give respect. Nobody. And if Allah Pak wants that safety must come. Allah Pak wants that a certain nation to triumph, to be successful. Allah will send divine aid and support, divine assistance and help. The malaika will come down. Allah spoke about this at the battle of Badr. Sahaba going out to, to fight in the battle, they had sticks and stones, 313 in number, about one or two horses, about eight swords, they had nothing. The Nabi of Allah whole night is crying to Allah, that, oh Allah, this one jamaat, if this Jamaat is wiped out the face of this earth, wallah, then Deen won't continue. Wallah, you won't be worshipped. The Nabi is crying the whole night. Sahaba saying, we, we rested during the night of Badr, but the Nabi of Allah stayed awake the entire night crying before Allah. Wallah, you promised you're going to assist. Is Abu Bakr sitting, say, o Nabi of Allah, do Allah has promised. Allah will fulfill His promise. Allahu Akbar. The Nabi of Allah is making dua. Wallah, look at my sahaba. They haven't got sufficient footwear. They haven't got clothing. They haven't got anything. Allah, you assist. And there we find Allah send the Malaika to assist. 1,000, then 3,000, then another 5,000. And at the time of the battle of Uhud, when sahaba suffered some injury, hardship, difficulty at Badr, at, at Uhud, because it was a time where there was some mistake that happened, that they did not fulfill the command of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. said, the arches on the mountain pass must not move. And they thought the battle was over, so they moved. It wasn't intentional. Made a mistake. But they suffered some defeat on account of that. So Sahaba were down, their morale was down. Allah Paak, wanted to pick up the spirits. Yeah, Mu'min. In order for a Mu'min to continue, his morale must be high. He must never be down. He must always know, Allah is with me. Allah is with us. Allah is with the Ummah. So, Allah Tabarakwa to pick up the spirits of Sahaba, Allah says, Remember the time at Badr when Allah's divine aid came to you. Allah's divine assistance. Allah assisted you. You were very small, unequipped army, very ill equipped. You don't have anything. The enemy numbers were three times your numbers. They were armed, fully armed, to the teeth. They equipped. Allahu Akbar. Allah. Allah. What was what was the catalyst? that that drew the help and the divine assistance of Allah towards you, it was this aspect of taqwa, the fear of Allah, righteousness in your life, Allah came to your assistance. Look at the people of Gaza, look at the people of Palestine, greater difficulty. Now the divine aid of Allah has come. Now, mentioned one woman was crying, so grief, so many thousands, thousands of, 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 of those Palestinians, or Gazans, they were, you we know the bombing that happened, that night, she made a lot of zikr, made dua, a lot of, uh, istighfar, made durood on Rasulullah sallallahu and then she sees Rasulullah sallallahu in a dream. And there was one person with the Nabi of Allah, Nabi Sum is on the, on the Maidan of, of, of Gaza, and he was seated there, and all the people around the Nabi of Allah, they were crying, oh Nabi of Allah, look what's happening. Nabi Sum smiled, he says, don't worry, the divine help of Allah is soon to come. Don't worry. They say, oh Nabi of Allah, when will success come? Nabi Muhammad also mentioned the true success is shahadat fi sabilillah. is to give one's life for the cause of deen, to pass away in the path of Allah only for Allah's sake. This is the greatest success of a believer. We came in this world for Allah, we we'll live for Allah, we we'll die for Allah also. They in the battle of, they in, 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 in the 18th year, 17th or 18th year of the Hijri, in the time of Hazrat Umar radiallahu tal'anu, there was ta'uni amwas that struck the plague of amwas. About seventy thousand Sahaba passed away at, in Sham, in Syria. The commander in chief, the the Amil, the governor of az over that land was at Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah was Abu Ubaidah bin Jarrah was there, and and you know, the lives of people like how you know we got virus happened. Virus, people are passing away. Here we find that seventy thousand Sahaba. So they also underwent hardship. From the very beginning days of Islam, the Rasulullah and sahaba underwent difficulty. It wasn't that there was no difficulty. No, Allah wants to test your mettle to see how how faithful you are to Him. See, Allah is very very fair. Allah is loving, kind, compassionate. Allah wants to see you know, are you faith in your dealing with Allah. Allah is fair. Oh, insana, you fair? So here we find the Rasulullah s.a.w. and sahabah underwent hardship and difficulty. Allah changed the condition. In Islam spread, the numbers grew, those sahaba, some gave life in the path of Allah. But Allah didn't leave them. Haqqan alayna nasr Allah says, we have taken the divine onus and responsibility. Our help will def- definitely come to the believers. Kam min fiyatin qaleelatid ghalabat fiatan kathiratan bi'ithin Allah. How many small nations, small armies overpowered huge Huge armies. In the battle of Yarmouk, only 40,000 sahaba Tabiin fighting. 200 Allah bless the sahaba and tabiin with victory. What, what was it? But when will the help of Allah come? The help of Allah comes when there's taqwa. When there's obedience, when there's loyalty to Allah. When our lives conform to the way of Muhammad S.A.W. Not the West. A person now is leading his life according to the value system of the West. You go to his house, you see the Yahud style, the Nasara there. You look at the, the TV there, the internet, there's pictures there, there's music there. You go to his business, you can't make out. You look at the, he goes for holiday. Look at the man. So he's aping the West in everything. His lifestyle, his clothing, his business, everything. is And now he's cursing the Yahood. The curses are going to fall It's going to fall. You have to bring Muhammad and Mustafa in your heart, in your life, in your body, in your business, in order for you to see that dramatic change coming. You want to see it. Allah will show you. Allah is fair. Allah will say, are you fair? So here yeah, we find that this woman is crying in a dream. The people of Gaza in that khab in the dream. Nabi says, don't worry. Allah's divine help is coming. He said, Oh, Nabi Allah, what is success? He says, shahadat fi sabiilillah, to pass away in the path of Allah, the shaheed. So it's ya abwas, at that time, he has said, Umar that, 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 struck. Hazrat Umar Was greatly concerned about the Sahaba in the in the land of Sham. These are the special men of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We can't afford to lose them. He knew the value of these people. As Umar writes a letter to Asad Abu Ubaida bin Jarrah radhiyallahu taalaan, how great! If we only know how great is Abu Ubaida bin Jarrah radhiyallahu taalaan. When the people of Najran came to Medina Munawwarah and they asked, "O oh, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, we want you to send one of your best men to us." Who's a very honest, reliable person who can teach us? Deen. He must be a very. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, "La Aba Ilaykum Rajulan Aminan Aminin." I'm going to send one of my best men. That he is very, very truthful and honest. Indeed, is very, very honest. Nabi Sussum called him Abu Ubaidah Aminu Hadil Ummah. He's the trustee of my Ummah. Like our person says, you know, I, I'm a trustee of this masjid. I'm a trustee of this madrasa. It's a big thing. Nabi Al-Islam says, I make him the trustee of my entire deen. Nabi Sussum said, I'm going to send. Sahaba, thinking, who, who Nabi Ali islam said, oh Abu Ubaidah, you go. So Sahaba knew the position of this man. As if Umar radiallahu writes a letter. Oh Abu Ubaidah, when this letter reaches you, immediately leave the land of Sham, Syria and come to meet me. Come to Medina Munrah. I got something to to discuss with you. When Abu Bidah received that letter, he knew what Hazar Umar was referring. He knew Hazar Umar didn't want him to remain in that land. Hazar Umar wants to save his life. Perhaps maybe he might pass away in the plague. So he writes back, he says to the people, Umar wants to keep alive that man who doesn't want to stay in this world. Umar wants to keep alive that man. He doesn't want to stay. He wants to meet Allah. And then as that Abu Ubedar, he writes, Oh Umar, how can I leave my people? You know, when the country is under attack, the first person to, to leave is the governor. He said, He'll be the first person. But yeah, look at the Sahaba. When the letter of Abu Bidah Abu Baidah came to Umar, as Umar started crying. So the Saab asked, did he pass away? He said, he didn't pass away, but he's gonna pass away. Abu Bidah radiallahu ta'ala, he addresses the people, he says, oh people, that this plague, how we say this virus, is a mercy from Allah. And it's a dua of your Nabi. and the one who will pass away through this year will get shahadat fi sabilillah. He'll pass away as a shaheed. And Abu Bidah radiallahu ta'ala made dua for it. And he passed away in the plague. And he appointed Azad Muaz bin Jabal. Azad Muaz bin Jabal addressed the people. He said, this is a mercy from Allah, the dua of your Nabi. And Abu Ubaida makes dua that Allah bless Abu Ubaidah and his family with a share of this. Made the dua. They were waiting to meet Allah, waiting for shahadat. Away, his son passed away, Abdul Rahman. Azad, Azad Muaz bin Jabal is so happy. His son passed away from Allah. And then he sees the signs of that plague on his hand. The source come. He says that I would not be prepared to bargain with anything of this entire world for you. I was waiting for you. And he passes away. Rasul also says that true success of a believer is shahadat fi si sabilillah. Those who have passed away here in Gaza, those who have passed away in Palestine, Allah will bless them with the highest murtaba and position in the akhirah, they say, that's true success. And then Nabi Sallallahu said, don't worry, Allah send this army, show this army, up. and they're going to kill the enemy. And after that, because reports are coming, Allahu Akbar, they close the water, Allah Pak means from the unseen, there's water coming out. The, the bodies of the shuhada after two, three days, taking under the rubble, there's a fragrance of musk coming out. The, 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 the people, they're fighting. The musk got a small gun, he got something, then he feels the presence of the malaika, and they, they So Allah Pak is showing that Allah's help is with the believers. But in order to draw the help of Allah, we have to be very, very loyal to Allah. Remember, see, Allah created this world, and Allah created asbab. Allah created. Asba. But Allah Taala is the creator of the asbab, but He kept the outcome of that sabab in His hands. You see, Allah pak made Allah pak medicine as a means of cure, but Allah pak kept cure by Him. not in the medicine, no, no, no the medicine. So a person he would take that medicine, he won't get cure. Another man will take that medicine, he'll get cure. A person won't take that medicine, Allah will give him cure also. So Allah part he gave man the knowledge of medicine. He gave man the means to cure that. But Allah kept that cure by him. Allah gave man the libraries of knowledge. But knowledge Allah kept by him. Person can be selling a whole library of books, but he's ignorant. Allah kept that knowledge by Allah. So Allah kept wealth and success and happiness by Allah. If Allah decrees respect for someone, the world cannot give him this repute. And if Allah ta'ala decrees that humiliation and disrespect, nobody can give him izzat. You know? Nobody can give him izzat. And if Allah has to decree that this nation, Allah will keep them alive, Allah's divine help, divine help, superpowers of the world can come. They can't do anything. Nobody can't do anything. This is our iman. Nabi alayhi salatu was on the conveyance. And as that... Hazrat Abdullah bin Abbas Allah, on a young lad was behind the Nabi of Allah. Nabi s.a.w. says, Ya ghulam, O young lad, remember Allah, remember the rights of Allah, fulfill the rights of Allah, Allah will be with you, Allah's help will be with you. And if the entire world has to get together to harm you, Allah has decreed no harm to come to you, nothing will happen. And if Allah has decreed harm to come to you and the world tries to save you, nothing will happen. So respected friends, we should understand that everything is in the hands of Allah. It's not our place to start passing judgment. not our place. What's happening? What's happening here? Uh, there's, you know, masoom children, innocent children, women. Why is Allah doing this? They never object, never object on Allah. We just completed with a small incident. There was a very great alim who lived in Misr in Egypt. In the year 666, he passed away. Very, very great alim. His, his name was Yusuf ibn Baqal. His title was Afifuddin. Very, very great man. So it was a time when he was in Egypt and he heard of the invasion of the Tatars. In Baghdad, Baghdad was a superpower of, of of Islam, the superpower of the world at that time. And there was uh, there was problems that came their way, and the enemy attacked. And there was uh, there was a lot of problems when people moved away of the Sunnah. to find that now Allah's help goes away. Anyway, whatever happened, it was decreed. The Tatars invaded Baghdad. And it was open massacre, brutal killing, murder, women, children, ulama, lot of possible destruction to Islam. Allah, you know, it was a genocide that perhaps the world hadn't seen before that. So bad it was. So it was at that time with this alim, Yusuf ibn Baqar learnt about this. He got news about this. And he was greatly hurt about it. And he, he said, Wallah, these masum children, this woman there, there's innocent people. Wallah, in his why, why, why are you doing this? Wallah, why are you doing this? Astaghfirullah. You can never object to Allah. You can never object. As I mentioned, dunya is that well that is before you. The pious, the impious, all are eating from dunya. But akhirat, wadun, sadir. That is the true place where Allah Pak's truth, Allah Pak's uh, promise will be fulfilled. Allah Pak is truthful. Allah Pak promise will be fulfilled there, and there, يحكم فيها الملك العادل قادر. Allah Pak is full just and is in power. On that day, he'll decide. يحكم يحكم Allah Pak will, de- will decipher from باطل. The right. From wrong, the good people, from the evil people, jannat and jannam Allah has all that. min abnaid akhirah, walla min abnaid dunya. Never always be from the children of Akhirat, never be from the children of dunya. Fa inna umma The mother, her child, will always follow her. So if you from the children of dunya, you'll follow dunya. Children of akhirah, will follow akhirah. Anyway, so this alim, he had this objection in his heart about why does it happen? But see, because he was a good man, Allah Paak guided him. Allah Pak loves us. Allah Pak loves us. I go off, Allah Pak will show us. So he went to sleep. In the dream, he says that one man he came and he had a book. That man had a book and that man brought that book by him. And he showed him that book. As though it was a message from Allah to him. In this book, there was few couplets of poetry. A message from our beloved Allah in the dream to this Banda, to this to Alim. Allah Pak mentions, Leave out objecting an Allah. You're not in control of the affairs. Leave out objecting on Allah. You're not in control of the affairs. With regard to the solar system, with regard to the world, with regard to the night and the day, with regard to the universe, Allah is administrating all this. You want to wake up today and tell Allah, you know, what he must do, what he mustn't do. You know, like a man, he's got a 100 million uh, uh, business business, uh business, you know, huge, huge project he's got. Business. And then you know, one worker who's a sweeper, he comes and tells the boss, you know, I think you know, you're not running your business right. He say hey, we know what's good for you. <laughs> either sweep, I know sees it. That's only hundred million business, a small thing compared to what Allah. Allah is everything. You say, don't ask Allah regarding what He wants to do. The one who wants to dive in the middle of the ocean, He's going to destroy Himself. You leave out objecting and Allah, so ignorant you are. The affairs of all the creations returns to Allah. Allah knows what is good for me, what is good for you. Allah Pak is in full control Allah give me all the tawfiq. wa akhidawan Alhamdulillah